Okay, 2016. Well, we made it. 2019. <laughs> I don't even know what I was reading. There's nothing up here that says 2016. Oh, that's. I was looking over there. Wow. Okay. Do over. 2019. I didn't even like 2016. That wasn't even that good of a year for me. I have no idea what my problem is. Well, friends, we made it. In two days, we will have survived, outlasted, and endured another year on this planet. I sincerely hope that it has been a good one for you and your family. And there always seems to be a psychological barrier, a, a perceived obstacle to everything we want to accomplish. You know, prior to 1954, no one could ever believe that a person could run a mile in less than four minutes. Now, it's still an elite standard, but it has been done many, many times. And what about our cars? Don't they magically fall apart at 100,000 miles? I'm glad they don't. And us, what about us? Don't we seem to age overnight in five-year increments? Did you start noticing dramatic changes as you went from 39 to 40, and overnight from 49 to 50, and 59 to 60? Did anyone hoard cash and bottled water as the year 2000 approached? Not just because the world might end, but worse, the computers would all crash. Sending us back to the dark ages of 1989, it would have been awful. We would have to rewind our VHS tapes and take them back to Blockbuster. We'd have to... And this is the best part, actually. We'd have to actually talk to each other instead of texting. Oh, the humanity, right? I make fun of that. But people were genuinely afraid of what might happen at midnight on December 31st, 1999. Not because of superstition, but more so because of the uncertainty of what would happen next. And as it turned out, that changing of the calendar, much like the four-minute mile and the 100,000-mile car, were all just benchmarks, just waypoints along the path and progress of time. And if we don't perceive them as bears, sometimes we can use them as goals. I imagine many runners may view that four-minute mile as something to work towards. Like, for the record, I am not one of those people. And how many of us look at the calendar and say something like, I can't wait until next year because... Or, as soon as it warms up outside again, I'm going to do whatever that is. Or maybe you're dealing with some struggles or discomfort in your life and you say something like, if I can just hang in there until the end of the month. Or maybe we make some sort of deal with ourselves. If this happens, then I'll do this. Take a look at the slide on the screen. Flip that. The road sign that says, another chance just ahead. That can be pretty motivating, right? I found some other feel-good messages. Look at these. Is that the do-over button? Would anyone here want... Or benefit from a do-over button? Yeah? You don't have to raise your hand. I see you nodding over there. One more. The Monopoly cards. I love these. What about these get-out-of-jail-free cards from the Monopoly board game? Now, I certainly hope that no one here would benefit from a literal get-out-of-jail-free card. But this concept of, I messed up, but I get a free pass. Or maybe you'd just be a little bolder in life if you knew you had one of these in your pocket. If I made a mistake, it's covered. Go ahead and flip ahead. So 2019, here it comes. Are you hopeful? Are you fearful? Are you anxious? Are you excited? Are you anticipating wonderful things? Or are you dreading the uncertainty? Do you have a goal in mind that you're going to start working towards on Tuesday since it's the proverbial fresh start? Friends, why wait? Why delay putting off something we should be doing now? 
whether it's something we want to do or something that we'd really rather not be doing. Why wait? When all this does is delay the results. I stand up here on Sunday mornings and share a message that I often need to hear myself. When I speak about needing to forgive someone that has hurt you in some way, or I'm speaking about needing to focus on the many blessings of all kinds that we receive from our gracious God, or speak about the need to have a different perspective on life in general, it may feel like I'm talking to you, or I'm talking about you. I'm not. I am talking to you because we have these things in common. We are all in this life together with different stories, but with similar struggles. We gather here weekly to worship God, find and share encouragement, and just do life together. We're a group of individuals, but we're united by the one who created us, and we're all united by our faith in him, regardless of where we are along our way in the spiritual maturity journey. And we all face similar struggles. Even Jesus Christ, whose birth we just celebrated a few days ago, he experienced these same things. Hebrews 4.16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. What if he had waited until a better time to share his teachings? What if he had waited until a better time to offer his blessings? What if God had the same view and attitude towards renewal that we do? What if I say, I'll start my diet on Monday? And what if God says something like that? He says, I'll give you some grace, but a week from Wednesday if it's not raining. And I say, I'll forgive that person the next time I see them, whenever that would be. But if God says, you want me to answer your prayers? Take a number. What if I would say, it's too late. It's too hard. The news I just got is too bad. I give up. But don't you see, God is perfect with his response and his timing. And if we were to listen to, that, to what God says in response to these statements by us, we might hear something like this. When I say I'll start my diet on Monday, God may whisper, I gave you that body. Please take care of it. Don't wait another day to start feeling better. I told you I was talking about myself. <laughs> I might say I'll forgive that person the next time I see them, whenever that may be. And God whispers, but I already forgave you. Won't you share the same grace and gift that you've been given? I might say it's too late, it's too hard. The news I got is just too bad, I give up. And God whispers, you are not alone. I am with you, I am for you. I will sustain you, just lean on me. <clears throat> Last year at this time, I shared a message with a similar title to what I'm sharing with you today, and I messed it up a little bit. I talked about using our faith and God's guidance to set priorities and make efforts to accomplish these, what I called Christian resolutions. And if you indulge me a minute, I'm going to read this list that I printed on the back of the announcements last year. I titled it, 20 Christian New Year's Resolutions to Help You Grow in Your Faith. And they're all good things. Number one, read your Bible 20 minutes each day. Number two, go to church every week. Number three, set aside 15 minutes each day to pray. Number four, join a Bible study. Number five, try fasting. Number six, ask a friend at church. Seven, begin volunteering. Eight, start tithing. Nine, read a certain number of Christian books. Ten, memorize scripture. Eleven, forgive past grudges. Twelve, break an addiction. Thirteen, find a mentor or accountability partner. Fourteen, be a more loving and involved spouse, parent, or friend. Fifteen, be content with what you have. Sixteen, keep the Sabbath. Seventeen, refuse to gossip. 
18 listen to Christian music, 19 stop complaining, and 20 do random acts of kindness. These are all good, honorable things and right in line with what Scripture teaches. And if you want a reminder what they are, they're still posted on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall. With the average resolution lasting three weeks or less, there's a pretty good chance that none of us master all 20 of these resolutions throughout the year. Has anyone, let me phrase it, has anyone else, I'm already indicting myself, not mastered these? Did you then harbor a little bit of remorse or regret? Or worse, did you struggle with some measure of guilt? I think we all know what we can be doing a little better in our lives. And I'm sure that you have also some wonderful blessings in your life as well. The point of this message, this New Year season, isn't to give you more to put on your list or to point out where you could use a little work. The point of my message this New Year season isn't to tell you to get ready because you need to get your act together because in two days you're expected to be a brand new person. This year I simply want to remind you there's a time for everything. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 8. So there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace, and yes, a time for renewal. But there's one thing I really want you to take away from this message this morning, that's this. That time for renewal is now. There is nothing on that Christian resolution list that you don't already know that you should be doing, that I don't already know that I should be doing. And there's nothing on that list that gains value or gets better or easier with time. Why wait to experience the blessings that God has intended for you? Why wait for a blessing that God has intended for you to receive now? And when you struggle, why wait for the next opportunity? Why wait for the next opportunity to try again? Try again then. Just like God's love and grace for you, loving yourself has no season. Forgiving yourself has no season. Forgiving others has no season. Asking God to help you through a struggle has no season. Nor does being thankful for all the wonderful things in your life. So if we're to make a resolution, let's make a re resolution to be followers of God's example through Jesus Christ with his eternity perspective that says these things are always and forever in season. And this gift doesn't start on January 1st. It has already begun. Let's pray. Father God, let the turning of the calendar just be a reminder of all things made new through you. But more importantly, let us remember that that time is now. The moment we make a decision to follow you, the moment we make a decision to do something that is right and honorable and true and loving, there is a perfect moment for everything and that time is now. God, as we work towards being more Christ-like, to be better people, 
to have a stronger and better relationship with you. Let us not wait or delay one moment in working towards those things. And when we struggle, when we find ourselves off the path a little bit or just turning a little to the side, we do not need to wait to start over next month or next year or next Sunday. God, that time is now. 2019, it's a new year, but tomorrow's a new day. And the next minute's a new moment. God, you bless us in all of these. Let us not delay in asking for your blessing over all of these. Amen.